Hey everybody, Rich Forney here for the Peak Results Academy podcast. And in this episode, I sit down with Amanda Bell. She's a real estate agent with At Home Realty in Ashland City, Tennessee. Last year, she was ranked number 27, according to Real Trends in 2019 for individual transactions. So number 27 in individual transactions across the entire United States. She did 255 individual transactions with two admin staff. Unbelievable. And somewhere inside this interview, she leaks that she did over 300, over 300 individual transactions um, by herself in a previous year. So stay tuned to this amazing episode. If you're looking to create a, re a peak result in real estate, you have to listen to this episode. Stay tuned. Have you ever wondered why some people thrive in all areas of their life? Welcome to the Peak Results Academy podcast with your host, Rich Fournier. Each week, we interview industry experts who consistently dominate in the fields of health, business, and beyond. Our mission is to share their personal struggles and strategies so that you can create your own peak results. Welcome to the Academy. Hey everybody, Rich Forney here from the Peak Results Academy podcast. I'm your host, and in today's episode, I'm super, super excited to have Amanda Bell with, um, she's an agent at At Home Realty in Ashland City, Tennessee. Thank you so much for being on this podcast today with us, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. Amanda, of course, you're aware that this podcast podcast is about creating a peak result in someone's life, business, and health. Today, we're talking all things real estate. Last year, like I just want to get right to this. Last year, you ranked number 27 in the country by Real Trends. So in the U.S., all right? Yes. In the U.S., out of what? Two million agents, individual transactions, number 27 in the country by yourself. Yeah. Like, yeah. That is the peak result if I've ever heard one. So I want to talk about how you create these kind of results in your life. That's an extraordinary accomplishment. Okay. Right. So well, let's talk about it. how long did you real estate for? Uh, 17 years. 17 years. And you know what? You're working out of a small town. I mean, I, I looked it up. Maybe I'm wrong, but there's less than 5,000 people in your town. You're about 30 That's minutes. That's right. You're about 30 minutes um, away from Nashville. Yeah. And That's right. Over 200 transactions by yourself. Yes. Well, I think that for me, I don't box myself into a certain geographic location. I mean, yes, my office is in Ashland City, just outside of Nashville. But like I service all of Middle Tennessee. So whether that be, you know, an hour, an hour and a half from here, I'm still servicing those areas. And I think you have to go where the work is, you know. Now, as my business has grown, I have been narrowing down my service area, but for the most part, um, I'm still servicing the same amount of, of people that I, I always have. So to, like the, the type of mindset that you have, where did that mindset come from to be able to look and say, I'm gonna do over 200 transactions by myself in a calendar year, like that, there's something unique. Well, I've never dreamt that it would be like that, to be quite honest with you. I mean, I have been extremely, extremely blessed. Um, you know, I, I have this internal drive to continue to keep going and to keep doing better and to keep pushing myself. Um, about oh, 17 years ago, yeah, 17 years ago, 
um, there was a certain person that um, had said some words to me that um, not necessarily about real estate, but about life in general that was like, well, you won't do this and you won't do that. And, and you'll never be any more than what you are right now. And, you know, those words have um, pushed me to continue to, um, I say create, you know, create different avenues, um, you know, diversify. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of times people in whatever career will get to a certain level and then they feel like they need to branch out into different categories. And my opinion has always been, you know, if you do one thing really well, then, you know, stay and focus on that. And so that's what I've tried to do is, is not take on too many different directions. Um, but, you know, in the same time, you know, I've, I've been absolutely blessed to, to turn the numbers that I have. And, and I'm, I realize that it's a lot more than what some teams are doing. So it's, um, it's, I, I can't say anything other than being blessed. Is there a, like, do you, was, did someone give you this amazing database to just say, here you go, here's this database of a thousand people. They're all going to transact. Like, how did you get started in this crazy game? Well, and to be honest with you, when I started real estate, I only was going to be part-time. Yeah. Um, so I was going to build and sell spec homes um, with the man that I was married to at the time. I got my license in uh, April of 2003. In August, we ended up filing for a divorce. Um, so my life has really transformed um, based on, you know, sink or swim. You know, I had a full-time job at that time, but things changed. It got cut to part-time and then real estate was a full-time necessity. Um, you know, one of the other things that I've always said is, you know, I don't consider myself, you know, a seller's agent, a buyer's agent, a traditional agent, a REO agent, a land agent. You know, I, I move with the market. You know, I, I'm, I consider myself fluid. You know, if I'm needed on the seller side, then I'm going to work the seller side. If I'm needed on the buyer side, then I'm going to work the buyer side. Um, too many times I think we get tunnel vision about what we are or what we are not. And it, it doesn't allow you to see the big picture. I mean, I was speaking to an agent yesterday and I said, you know, real estate is about a conglomeration of all parties involved doing what they need to do to meet the final goal, you know, and if that means that you need to help a buyer's agent with, you know, a home inspection or providing, you know, information that they need to fulfill their side, then that's what you need to do. This is not a, a, a competition between agents, you know, buyer's agents and seller's agents. This is a partnership and we're all in this together. But the other thing, um, you know, I, I wasn't handed a database. I, I started from, from ground one and I think the biggest thing is you have to look at your clients like an investment. You know, they're investing in you. You know, they're going to pay you. That's their investment. Um, but you have to invest in them, you know, because you can't have somebody that says, you know, hey, look, you know, my ultimate goal is to have a house that I can have three kids in it and then turn around and sell them a, a two-bedroom house because two, three months from now or two years from now when they're getting that third kid or whatever, they're not happy with you because they told you up front what their goal was and you didn't protect that goal. So if you'll invest in your clients, they turn around and invest in you, not only by paying you a commission, but then they're going to refer you more business and referrals. We all know are the best 
best part of the business. It's not the leads that we pay for. It's the referrals, the people that automatically want to work with you because you're good at what you do. Um, those are the ones that bring us the most business. So it's just, you know, I don't want to say it's about turnover because yes, I mean, we do like repeat clients, but in all honesty, you know, that's like an every three year period, three to five years. So you need the people that are going to turn around and give you the referrals and that builds your database. How do you handle that, that number? Like, do you have a huge admin staff? Um, I have two. Um, I have one, which is like my office manager, and she helps me with the listing side of it. And then I also have a contract coordinator. Um, I have tried the virtual assistants. Um, that didn't work so well for me because I need people in the office um, to help, you know, answer phones and, and things like that. I mean, I do have, you know, my own brokerage. I do have about 18 agents that work in my office. But I am very much a working broker, you know, and my business model is not like a lot of others. You know, a lot of people will, will open a real estate office with the intent to bring a bunch of agents on underneath them, which is fine. Um, but my thing is, is that as you become more of the manager, you lose your credibility as being the salesperson. And I, and I use salesperson loosely because I don't consider myself a salesperson. But um, you lose your sell, you lose your credibility in being a salesperson, um, and so then what happens when the market tanks, or then when we have a shift and we have a mass exodus, like we did, you know, between two thousand six and two thousand eight? You know, your your people that were were feeding you basically that were paying your bills um, have gotten out of the business at that point. Not all of them, but some of them. So I've always said, you know, I have an office so that I have a place to work. You know, if you want to join my, my company as a, a realtor, I am happy to have you. But I am a working broker. I don't sit at my desk and wait for my agents to ask me if they, they have questions. You know, they will contact me and, and we'll work through it. Um, but I am very much a working broker. And my office is so that I have a place to work, not so that I can have this big empire and have all these agents underneath me, you know, what they make to me is gravy. You know, I have a responsibility to pay my own bills. They don't have that responsibility to pay my bills. So it's, it's a little bit different than a lot of the franchises that you'll see. Yeah. I mean, no, like you're absolutely right. You know, you're looking at 200 plus transactions individually is bigger than a lot of teams that I know. Well, and you know, I've talked to several team leaders and I know that people are going to kill me when I say this. Um, it, you know, I have a lot of them that are good friends of mine and at the end of the year we'll compare numbers. And I remember one year, several years ago, I think I had done 370 that year and um, my friend has a team of five and he spends, I think $18,000 a month on purchasing leads. And I said, well, so how did you do last year? And he's like, well, we did okay. And I, I said, well, what'd you do? And he said, well, I did a hundred. I said, I'm, I'm sorry, what? And he goes, I did 100. And I said, then I would fire every one of them. And he said, well, what do you mean? I said, they're not working, they're playing. You know, I said, I was doing 30 transactions as an individual agent at the worst part of the market. And I had just opened my own office. I said, you know, when you break it down to 25 transactions per agent, to me, that's not a lot. That's a part-time agent in today's, in today's market. So um, he was like, well, let me put you on speakerphone because we happen to be having a uh, staff meeting at the moment. And I told him, I said, I would fire every one of you. 
because you're not working your plane. Um, so I'm, I'm a little bit tougher when it comes to that. 370 transactions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buyers. Okay. Like you have to understand. Okay. So can I just put some context here? Okay. Sure. Like, let's like, I'm so glad to have met you. Um, so we have a team near me uh, and they're probably the number two team in the area. There's 60 people on the team and that includes admin staff. They do about maybe 650. And they have how many people on the team? 40 to 60. So break that down into numbers. I have many times. And, and so, um, I was talking to one of the top teams in Canada for a Canadian company yesterday. They're just shy of 700 and they're probably around the 40 or 50 mark. Mm -hmm. uh, and I'm hearing you and I want to get on a plane <laughs> and come sit and follow you for a week. Like I'm like, if I was allowed to fly over to Tennessee right now, so I'm not allowed because yeah. of the COVID thing, but I want to come down there and just follow you for a week to figure out who do I have to be to create those kind of numbers. That's extraordinary. Well, I mean, I'm going to tell you in, in all truthfulness, um, you know, my business really took off in 2010 um, and it's just continued to be better and better. Now, although my transactions numbers are lower than they were in 2016, which was when I did the 370, um, my price, my, my average sales price has gone up. So, uh, you know, it's work harder, not, sm you know, smarter, not harder, but it's, it's a sacrifice. It really is. I mean, I, I will be the first to tell you, I don't have much of a life. Um, I have certain goals that I want to accomplish and by a certain age and, and I'm willing to make those sacrifices. So I work a lot. I mean, I put in probably 16 hours a day, at least five days a week. And then, you know, weekends, I'm still working 10 and 12 hours. Um, but that's just, that's what I choose to do. And I realized that that is not for everyone. Fortunately, it's not for everyone. But um, I usually get to the office at six o'clock in the morning. I like that time to, you know, kind of get a jump on the day, get organized. Um, I am on Main Street, so a lot of my clients will drive by. They'll see me here. They'll call. Hey, I saw you're at work, so I have a question. Um, you know, and I still take those calls. I'm very accessible to my clients. Um, you know, when I go on vacation, I still take my laptop. I still take my um, cell phone, and I still, you know, do as much work as I can because the reality of it is, is this is my business, and I don't mean at-home realty. I mean real estate, like. I am Amanda Bell. Amanda Bell has her little her little real estate within at home realty. And and I tell my agents, you know, when you come to work here, I'm not asking you to brand at home realty. I want to I want you to brand yourself. You just work for at home realty, you know. Um, so, you know, because people call here and they call not because of who at home realty is. It's because who their agent is. It's either me or one of my agents, and that's why they're calling, not because of who we all work for, you know? So you have to look at it, at it as a business. I mean, I can't tell you how many calls we get and they're like, well, my agent's out of town, so can you show me a house? And it's like, well, who's covering for your agent? Well, nobody. Why? Why? 
did Sam Walton shut the doors because he wanted to go on vacation? No. He made sure that his business was fully functional so that he could take the time away that he needed for his peace of mind. And I think that so many people forget that. This is their business. It's not their broker's business. It's their business. And it's their responsibility to make sure that their clients are taken care of. Because real estate is a cruel, cruel world. People don't care if you have a death in the family. They don't care if you're sick. They don't care about COVID. They want to know how are you handling whatever challenge is being thrown your way. And another broker and I had a conversation here about COVID. Um, fortunately for Tennessee, real estate agents were, were deemed essential. So we didn't have to stop working. Now, there were agents that stopped working, and that's fine. I respect that. For the most part, society is going to be forgiving as long as those directives are out by the government. But the minute those directives are pulled back, if you're not fully functional, society is not going to be forgiving and real estate agents are replaceable. Um, I did a Facebook post one time and I said, um, okay, if you had to choose between um, if, if you could choose the best to have the best in these categories, which ones would you be willing to wait for if you couldn't have them right now? So I did real estate agent, financial advisor, um, CPA, doctor, and lawyer. So the majority of the people would wait for the best doctor. They would wait for the best lawyer. But they weren't necessarily willing to wait for your CPA, your financial advisor, or your realtor. So I think what people don't understand is there is a correlation between your financial health and your physical and mental health. You know, if people are stressed out about money, then it's going to affect their physical health. It may make them make bad decisions where they have to have an attorney. You know, they all intertwine, but, but I don't think people have caught on to that yet. So, you know, no, as a agent that sells two to 300 transactions a month, I may not always be available right that moment, but if you have to wait an hour or two hours, or maybe we have to schedule the following morning, you know, it's always going to be in your best interest to go with somebody who is good at what they do, because ultimately it could end up costing you money in the long run. I agree completely. Um, the mindset that you have is extraordinarily strong. I think it's probably 90% of your business because of the mindset that you have. Um, how was that created? Did you have a coach? Did you do a lot of reading when you made that decision? Like what, like, where did that come from? Was that your parents? Was that your kid? Like, where did this, this strength of character come from? I don't know. I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, my, um, I have to say probably it was probably just instilled in me. Um, I've, I, I don't read those books because um, I don't have time. Um, I don't have a real estate coach, um, and people are going to kill me when I say this, but a lot of the coaches aren't practicing real estate anymore, so it's hard for me to have a coach that's not doing what I do. Does yep. that make sense? 100%. Um, but, you know, I, I have uh, done a lot of history on my family, and my fourth great-grandfather was Montgomery Bell, which I know you're not really going to know who that is. Um, but he brought, um, like, um, ironwork to the area and they say that he was very stern and very direct. And so I feel like 
I have a lot of him in me. And then my grandmother, apparently one day, um, my grandfather and her had bought a house. They were still renting from her uncle. And my grandfather kept putting her off on moving to the new house. And so he went to market one day to sell the produce. And she kept the kids home from school. And she moved while he was gone. Um, I just have this incredible drive and incredible just... I don't know, sternness and focus on what I want out of life. And it's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, this you know, is, I want what I want when I want it. You know, do you like real estate? Like, like, listen to this question, okay? Do you like the property? Do you like, or is it about, winning on the, on the transaction, winning for your client and winning in the world of real estate? I think that focus that, that has shifted over the years. Um, you know, I do set goals um, because I'm a firm believer that if you don't set goals, you don't know where you need to be. Like the only year that I haven't set goals is 2017. And because I mean, 16 was great. And I was like, oh, if I never do any better than that year, I'm going to be fine. Well, I noticed throughout that year that I didn't have any goals set and I wasn't pushing myself, you know. Um, so I said, I will never do that again. So at the beginning of the year, I always set goals. And whether that is um, numbers or whether that is uh, like transactions or sales price or, or whatever it is, I, you know, I always set goals. And, and I'm a crazy freak about Excel spreadsheets. So I have an Excel spreadsheet that every time I have a sale, it goes in there and I have pie charts in there. So like, I know, you know, is it traditional? Is, is it REO? Is it a seller? Is it a buyer? Is it land? Is it a house? You know, I have broken down with monthly goals on sales price, monthly goals on commission. I mean, it's like crazy, you know, um, all these formulas everywhere. Um, so, but I do think my, my focus has shifted. You know, there was a time when it was like, you know, I have to do this, you know, and I have to feel like I'm winning at that aspect of it. And now it's more about just being an advisor. Like I will tell people, I'm not a salesperson. Like I firmly believe that you, you manifest what, what you want. So for me to, to wake up in the morning and say, okay, I'm going to write three contracts today. Well, to me, that, that's like money oriented, you know, it's not about the client. It's about the money, you know, I'm, I'm going to write three contracts. So when you get up in the morning, you go, I'm going to help three people today, you know, and whatever that aspect may be, you may not write a contract today, but you're helping somebody get closer to their goal or, or something like that. So for me, that's, that's the aspect of it. And, and yes, I'm not going to lie. I mean, once you get to um, where I'm at in, or, or anybody that in any profession, once you get to where you feel like close to the top, yeah, you do fight to stay there. Um, you, you don't want to let go of that. So yeah, there's, there's some, some drive from that aspect of it, but really it's all about, you know, the helping the people too. And the more that people believe in me, the more I can give back to the community. And you have to support your community. There's just no doubt about it. Do you, I'm sorry, I just, I have to know, like, as you can tell, I'm at a loss for words sometimes because, you know, very few people, I, I met one guy from New Hampshire who did 500, 
by himself and he's got he's got admin of nine people it's insane oh wow yeah and, and he's on our podcast he'll be coming out next week and like is 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 there a big spend on your marketing not really i mean you know don't get me wrong i do the zillow i do you know the homes.com and i do that because that is where people look right I mean, we know that um but ultimately yes i have my own website i have facebook i post all my stuff on facebook um but even let's take real estate out of the equation like I have a huge following and it's huge to me. It's only 5,000 people, but that's huge to me. I mean, I'm not trying to be like an athlete or something like that, but if there's something important, like, um, you know, there's been times where somebody has been down on their luck here for whatever reason, like somebody lost their house in a fire or something like that. Um, the number of people that follow me that have the hearts they have that want to see people see success, be successful, and want to be helpful is amazing because like I could literally go on there right now and say, I have a family of five people and they lost their house and three of them need clothing. And within an hour, we're going to have volunteers bringing in clothing and stuff like that. So I think that you have to have, you know, positive people. And, and for the first time in my life, I have gone through and started deleting people off of Facebook. I'm not opposed to a difference of opinions. But um, if your difference of opinion starts to affect my mental health, then you have to disconnect. You know, when all this COVID stuff started, I totally disconnected from any news media. I told my family, my friends, I don't want to hear about it, right. you know, because you have to keep a good mindset, you know, and you have to surround yourself by positive people. Um, I have a group of girls that I hang out with more than more than anyone. Um, one of them is a successful artist and jewelry designer. One of them is a CPA. One of them is an, another realtor. Um, one of them owns her own gift store. One of them has a phenomenal um, um, bakery, you know. And so when you surround yourself with like-minded people, that just pushes you to the next level as well. You, you feed off of each other's success. Um, and, and I think that's what you have to do. If you were to start today, Amanda, what would you do today in your area? Because that's what you know. What would you do to start off to get to the level that you've gotten to? Like, how would you start today? Well, I think, you know, one thing that I tell people is you have to treat real estate like a job. Um, it's, it's really hard to stay focused when you first get into real estate because, you know, there's a lot of downtime. So use that downtime to create your systems, to get yourself organized, because once you get to my level, it's like organization. I don't have time to start all over, you know, so use that time wisely, you know, go out and ask for the business. Don't be afraid to ask for business. Join a service organization. You know, you have to give back to the community. You have to. It's very important. So join a service organization that has something that you care about, that you're passionate about. Those people will also feed you leads. You know, one of the simplest things that I tell people is get a name badge. Wear your name badge. Now, it's a little more difficult with COVID, but once we get past this, you know, I tell people, don't go through the drive-through, go inside. You know, I had an agent here. She met two buyers just standing in line at a restaurant waiting to order because she had her name badge on. Um, that's free advertising. A name badge is going to be like 20 bucks. 
you know, but you have to treat it like a job and you have to demand the respect of your friends and family because it's easy for them to think, oh, well, you can make your own hours. Can you come help me cut the grass or can you come help me paint my house or something like that? And I'm not saying don't help your friends and family, but set boundaries and say, look, I'm sorry, I can't do that today. I'm responsible for working for my company from eight to five. It's your company and you get out of it what you put into it. So if you're not working for yourself, you're not paying yourself. That's just what it comes down to. So you have to set the boundaries for those other people. And you know, I built my business by working when nobody else wanted to. I came in at night. I came in on weekends. I came in on holidays. And yes, it's hard when the family's, you know, floating down the river on a Saturday and you're working, but it's your business. They're not responsible for building your business. You are, and you have to hold yourself accountable. If you were to start today, teams are all the rage. Would you start on a team or would you just go work? No. <laughs> I knew the answer to that before I even asked. I'm sorry. Did I answer too quickly? Um, I, I will tell you, I have never, even in college, I only had one assignment in college that I had a teammate that I, felt like we did equal work and she and I are friends to this day. Um, I've always felt like one person does the majority of the work and the other one reaps the benefits. Um, I know that there are people out there that have successful teams and that's great because it works for them. It just doesn't work for me. Yes, I'm type A and yes, I probably like to have too much control and too much say so and, and stuff like that. Um, and that's where I'm at right now in my life. Now, um, five years from now, two years from now, I don't know. I may go to a team at that point, but if I do, it's because I'm transitioning to have a little more life again. You know, at some point I want to have a little more life again. So I may at that point, I don't know. I don't forecast that far ahead. We just take this one year at a time. Right. I mean, it's like COVID. We all knew something was going to happen. The market couldn't stay that good forever. You know, our market has been, or my business in general, has been on an uphill climb since 2010. We all knew it. We knew it was coming. We just didn't know it was going to be in the form of a pandemic. So you just kind of have to, you know, hope for the best and know that the worst is going to come at some point in time. What advice would you give someone today to, to just enter the business? Like aside from just, is, should they have a coach? Is there something mental they have to perform at? Do they be willing to work the 16 hours every day? Is that what it takes? Self-evaluation is the biggest thing. And be honest with yourself. You know, and it's like when we have agents that come to us that, that want to talk about joining our company, I'm very honest with them. And I will tell them, if you need a lot of hand-holding, you need to go to a franchise. It's not happening here. Sorry. And you really hear the boss in the background. She comes to work with me every day, but um, we, we don't, we don't do a lot of handholding here. You know, I will teach you what you need to know. I will help you. I will go on appointments with you. I will be there when you need me. But as far as to sit down and have a class every single day, it's not happening here, you know, and I will talk you through something two or three times, but after the third time, I really expect you to get it. So if that's not your personality and that's not the way that you learn, then you do need to go to a franchise. I mean, 
So you have to be honest with yourself. What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? You know, am I one that's easily influenced by others? And when I say that, I mean the phone calls. Hey, man, you know, cut out work early and, and go, you know, ride motorcycles with me or, you know, whatever. Yes, you can network that way to an extent, but the whole point of networking is meeting new people, not hanging out with your existing friends. So you have to be very self-disciplined in not just in your work hours, but money-wise. We all know that just because you write a contract doesn't mean you're getting paid. You know, I have a formula that I have always done. Um, I will not ever stray from that formula when it comes to money. Um, but I also know that, you know, tomorrow I may think I'm going to have seven closings and I'll only have like three. You know, there was one time in November last week, I had back-to-back um, -back transactions. I lost 20 grand in a week. That's painful. I don't care who you are. That's very painful. So you have to be self-disciplined. You can't just go out and blow your check just because you get it, you know. Um, and you have to care about people, you know. The best agents are the ones that care more about disappointing their client than they do about the commission. So it, it really is self-evaluation. It's not easy. You don't get to just work the hours that you want to work because if you don't work when people want you to work, then they're going to replace you. And that's just the reality of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we see as well. Same thing. Doesn't matter what country, it's the same thing, right? Do you yeah. do mostly resale or is it all new build? Um, I do both. Um, I have one contractor right now um, that he has probably, I, I say he's a medium builder. We, we probably sell 15 a year for him. Um, I'm working on my biggest deal ever, um, which will be great if it comes through. Um, 17 years and I can still say my biggest deal ever. Um, last year was my first year. I had four, uh, $4 million transactions. So, um, what's your average? Oh, my average 175,000. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, but I do it all. I do single wides and I do double wides and I do site build homes, you know, and I do farms, you know, I mean, you have to treat everyone the same. And, and in fact, I'm, I'm thinking about um, starting a new campaign. And you'll be the first I've told about this. I haven't even told my girls I'm here excited. in the office. Yay! So I want to start. Um, I want to start. My, my, my theme is, or my tagline now is like Amanda Bell sales. But I want to go to um, Realtor of the Stars is what I want to be. But I'm not talking about rock stars and country music stars. I'm talking about the farmer that, you know, has decided to retire or maybe the 20 year old that bought his first house. I mean, those are my rock stars, right? I mean, they're just as important. And I tell people, you know, I can sell a single wide just as well as I can sell a million dollar property. Everybody's just equally as important. So, that's, that's kind of where I'm headed is, you know, everybody's going to feel important. You have just opened up my world to another number that I hadn't even contemplated. And I didn't even know it was, it was possible for an individual agent to produce at that level with two, with two support staff. Yeah. Like I've never met anyone like you. <laughs> I, 
good. Yeah, and that's I think what that, makes me me. And I think you know our audience. What you've done is you've elevated our audience mindset to what is possible. To what is possible. I mean, so maybe someone doesn't want to work sixteen hours a day, but they can work ten hours a day. Maybe do one hundred and fifty. Yeah. One hundred twenty, which our average resale price is seven hundred fifty thousand or five hundred thousand. Right. Right. How many agents are you competing with? I don't know. Good answer. No. How many are in, in, do you know how many are in Nashville, like in mid Tennessee to South? Well, I don't, I don't really feel like I compete with the Nashville agents. Um, it, I don't know. It's just, a, I mean, yes, I do sell in Nashville, but it's just, it's just different there. Right. Um, you know, one of my biggest competitors is my old broker. And I love her to death. She is a wealth of information. She's a wealth of knowledge. Um, We, I say we're competitors um, because we do interview for a lot of the same properties, but we're, we don't compete against each other if that makes sense. So like if somebody calls me and says, Hey, you know, I want you to do this advertising campaign. Will you consider it? Well, if I consider it, she doesn't. And if she doesn't, if she does it, I don't, you know, Um, she has Santa Claus. Um, she does photos with Santa Claus. I do photos with the Easter bunny. Um, so we have this great respect. Now she, she's older than me. She's at a different point in her career than me. She's at a different point in her life than me. Um, and you know, we have a lot of conversations about, Hey, you know, I've got this problem, you know, how would you handle this? Or what are your thoughts on this? Or how would you make this work? Or what can I do? Um, and she's just like literally right down the street from me. Um, so that would be my biggest competitor. And, and I realize that, you know, there's a lot of new agents and there's a lot of hungry agents. And I realize that at some point, you know, I may not be on top of the world, but at that point, I still want to be an advisor. You know, we, we had an agent just retire last year and I believe she's 85 and I'm scared to death of her. And she knows that, but I love her dearly. Um, but she was a wealth of, of knowledge and she demanded respect and she got respect from the other agents here. Um, so, you know, people will be like, well, where do you want to be when you're five years in five years from now? Well, when I'm 85, I want to be her. Let's forget five years. How do I stand out in my marketplace like you? Um, I, number one, you have to be willing to work. Um, people want to work with people that they know work hard. Um, that's the first and foremost. And I, you have to be cognitive of what you put on social media. You know, if you're constantly showing your vacations and your golf games and on the lake and this and that and the other, and I'm not saying you can't go those places, but if you're constantly, if that outweighs the visual success of just listed, just sold, et cetera, et cetera, then you give the appearance of not working. Does that make sense? Makes a ton of sense. So you have to work. You have to let people know that you're working, you know, and it's just, it's all about perception. So you have to do that, but you also have to not be boastful about it. Um, You know, I had joined a program um, that I felt really good about. And then the turn of the program was more flashy. Um, I'm not a flashy person. I have a nice house, but I'm not a flashy person. And my clients 
don't want to work with flashy people. You have to know your client base, you right. know? Um, and it's, it, it goes from the car you drive to the house that you live in to the clothes you wear. And I'm not saying that you can't have nice things, but you have to, um, you have to stay humble, you know, and people want to know that you care. So maybe it's, um, crawling under a house to, to make a deal work. You know, um, the one thing that I, I tell people is there are a lot of agents out there that are like, I want my 3%. I don't care, uh, you know, if this deal falls through, I don't care. I just want my 3%. Well, if I have to fix a, a window screen, I'm going to fix the window screen and I'm going to pay for it. I mean, yesterday I went and I'm in the process of repairing their fiberglass bathtub. I mean, it cost me, what, 20 bucks in a little bit of time. I mean, you know, or go caulk around a window. You know, I, I did a, a class one time. Um, I attended a class and it was called Ninja Agents. And it was talking about the things that you do for your clients that go above and beyond, you know? So if you have to pay for that termite treatment, pay for the termite treatment because a dollar today is more than a dollar that you had yesterday. And all those dollars add up and you might only make a dollar today, but that client has given you two clients, which gives you $3. So you have to look at everything as an investment. Your time is important too. So would you rather a deal fall through over $500 when you can make three grand and, or, or start all over? You know, you have to think about the whole, the whole aspect of it. So don't be afraid to work. Um, don't get too big for your britches is what we say down here. Um, stay, stay humble, but, um, you know, invest in your clients. That, that's how you get, to uh to the levels that that everybody else is at i just want to be a fly on your wall every day to hear what you're talking thinking doing every day and um post more like i want to follow you during the day and see what you're doing every day on social media and when i sit down at night and say hey what what this amazing agent what did she do today um, yeah that's inspiring by the way well thank you i appreciate it and I appreciate you. I know you have three buyers that are waiting to go through property. <laughs> and um, like, you have no idea the, what, you know, like, you know, Roger Bannister broke the four minute mile. Yeah. <clears throat> after he did that, I think another seven people did it right after him. Mm-hmm. You're someone like you is like breaking the four minute mile, you know, 370 transactions with two agents. I mean, two, but with two admin staff. Yeah. Um, that's a four minute mile record in my mind. And so you're opening up other people's um, ideas of what they could accomplish. So I appreciate everything you just did today. So thank you very oh, much. Oh, no problem. Thank you so much. And, you know, if anybody out there, you know, wants, um, you know, to talk, I'm not a coach. I don't know if I could ever be a coach, but, you know, I'm, I'm happy to, to talk through anybody um, and, and help with anything. But thank good you. luck to everybody out there because it's, it's a hard world right now. It is. And I appreciate who you are. And thank you so much for spending some time with us and giving of it freely. And thank thanks, you. Thanks again. Have an amazing day and good luck today. All right. Thanks. Thanks again, Amanda. All right. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's show. If you like what you've heard and you're interested in seeing if you are fit to work with Peak Results Academy, here's what I want you to do next. Head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. That's peakresultsacademy.com slash call and book an appointment to speak with our team. We'll get on the phone with you for about 45 minutes and get you crystal clear on three things. Number one, what do you really want out of life and your business? Number two, what is not working for you today? And number three, the exact strategy you should be using to create massive change in these areas. Remember, changing your life and creating massive results does not happen by itself. You need expert guidance to make it happen. We're helping clients all over the world create peak results in their health, in their businesses, and in their personal lives. To see if we can help you do the same, head over to peakresultsacademy.com slash call. We'll chat soon.